So was it fascinating or just depressing? Did it get you where you really needed to be or did it leave you feeling guilty? Ever since God gave laws to the Old Testament Israelites, every Israelite was obligated to participate in Yom Kippur, the, the Day of Atonement. That was the one day each year when the Israel Israelites' high priest had a very prominent role. The, the high priest at the start of the day would, would ceremonially bathe himself, cleanse himself, and then he would put on a, a, a tunic and a turban, turban and, and tunic all white, symbolizing purity. His assistants, the Levites, would bring before him three animals, one bull and two goats. He would sacrifice the bull. The body of the bull later on would be, would be burned up on an altar, but, but, but first he'd take blood from the bull, perhaps in a small dish. And then the high priest would walk into the, the, the tabernacle, the tent, or, or later on the temple, into the most holy place. That, that, that one space, that one room, that only the high priest could enter, and only on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. He'd, he'd go behind the curtain into that room, and he'd take the blood of the bull and dip his finger into it, and seven times he would sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat. And then he'd go back outside. And now he would sacrifice one of the two goats and do the same thing. The, the, the carcass of the goat would later on be, be burned up on an altar, but the, first the blood of the goat was taken, and in a dish he would walk into the tabernacle, the, the tent of meeting, later on the, the temple, the building, go into the most holy place and dip his finger in the blood of the goat seven times and seven times sprinkle it on the mercy seat. He'd go outside again. And now what remained was of the two goats, the one chosen by, by casting lots, maybe something like casting dice, this goat would remain living. The priest would stand before the people and, and confess his own personal sins and, and, and acknowledge the guilt of the whole nation. And he'd put one hand or two on the, the head of the scapegoat and place all those sins and all that guilt on the scapegoat. And then the scapegoat would be led out into the desert where it would be left alone to die. So was it Fascinating or depressing? Did it get you where you really needed to be or leave you feeling guilty? 
My guess is that as a wide-eyed 12-year-old at the tabernacle or the temple, seeing this for the first time, it'd be, it'd be incredible. Goats, bulls, sacrifices, blood, ritual, ceremony, a, a scapegoat. But then you'd come back the next year and you'd see the same ritual. And then you'd see it the year after that and the Day of Atonement and the year after that and the year after that. And, and eventually you're no longer a wide-eyed 12-year-old. You're, you're 32 years old or, or 52 or... 82 and the, there's no longer any fascination. You're just kind of being reminded of your guilt. The, the writer of the Hebrews puts it in a plainfully blunt way. He says that the, the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year could never bring worshipers to their goal. If they did, why, why couldn't the high priest just stop offering them? Instead, all those Day of Atonement sacrifices, all that sprinkling of blood, all those carcasses burned up on an altar, all those scapegoats led out into the desert to die, all that just made people feel guilty about their sins. Those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins because it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away your sins. Let's say growing up, your dad had a special skill with, 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 with hand shadows and and every now and then he'd turn off all the lights and tilt the lamp toward a, a, a vacant wall and, 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 and show you his craft. Hold his hands together in a, in a certain way. See it? It's a, it's a camel. In, in, an, in, a, in another way, it, it's, it's, it's an elephant. Or something like, Something like this, and uh, yeah, well, it's, a, it's an eagle. Or twist them all up in a certain way. You look at the shadow, and it's a, it's a bear. You know, at, at first, at least, it'd, it'd be very, very entertaining, quite fascinating. But after a while, the, the thrill whirls off. A after a while, the, the, the reality of, of seeing a camel in, in a parade or or watching an elephant at the zoo far surpasses some shadow on the wall. The reality of, a, of an eagle soaring over a lake or a, or a black bear standing at the bird feeder in your backyard, that, that far surpasses a, any shadow on the wall. The Day of Atonement law is only a shadow of the good things that were coming. Not the realities themselves. No, here are the realities. The reality is that the, the sacrifice of, of a goat or a, or a bull, the, that, that blood, that body put on an altar, that can't take away sin. The reality is that 
the, your personal guilt or, or the guilt of a whole nation of people cannot really be sent away on the, on the head of a scapegoat. Confessing your sins does not take them away from you. Acknowledging your guilt with what you say doesn't lessen it. Those are the realities. The reality of, identified here by this writer is that God didn't really desire the sacrifice of, of animals. He wasn't really satisfied with all of that blood and all of those bodies burned up on altars. An animal cannot take away sin. Instead, Jesus Christ, true God and true man, came into the world and he did with what God really wanted. That's the reality. Jesus Christ, whom this writer of the Hebrews calls our great high priest, he offered for all time one sacrifice for sins. He offered for all time one sacrifice for sins. Did that when he offered up his own body and blood on the cross. And by that sacrifice, God's writer says, he makes us holy before God. Wearing white robes of righteousness, cleansed from all sin and guilt. That's the reality. Nowadays, a deadly virus is working its way through the residents of our world and even now our the communities in which we live. Perhaps the deadly virus can be slowed, and yet the virus is going to, for a number of people, end with death. Sad reality. Right now, precautions are being made that are separating us from those that we love and those that we really would like to, to, to work with. Precautions are robbing us of many of life's joys. They're costing many people the income that they need and they're stirring up all sorts of worries about the future. Persistent reality. And what lies behind all of that is that ever since history's first chapter, all of humanity has been suffering from, from its sin and guilt and those consequences of that, suffering in all kinds of ways. Not just somebody else's sin, but mine, yours. Not just someone else's guilt that we could scapegoat and send them away out of our lives, but my guilt and your guilt. Realities. And yet, Every day, you and I come before our God, not looking at shadows, not simply performing rituals. We come before our God every day with, with confidence in Jesus Christ, our great high priest, Jesus, offered up a real sacrifice 
of his real body and his real blood on a real Roman cross so that you and I can be made holy before our God. Really, truly holy before our God. So when we observe what's happening in our, the world around us or in our own personal lives, we recognize God is not punishing us for sin. That, that was done in the sacrifices of his own son. He's not punishing us. He's loving us, correcting us, testing us, humbling us, but ultimately drawing us closer to him and to the reality of, of Christ for us. We still have enemies that we're dealing with, uh, uh, an ungodly world that only sees the temporary, and a, a devil whose lies keep, keep, keep making their way into our ears, and, and, and a sinful flesh that's prone to all sorts of terrible worries. But Jesus Christ, God's Son, who made that one-time sacrifice, he rose, he ascended. He's now seated at the right hand of God, both working and waiting till our enemy's defeat is absolutely complete and done. All because of one sacrifice that he made for us and for many others the salvation and the holiness that God grants through him. Amen.